to Totalus Rankium. This week, Gallienus. Welcome to Roman Emperors Totalis Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all of the Emperors from Augustus to Augustus. This is episode 40. Oh. We're halfway through the poster that sits behind us. Yeah. Although not halfway through the list that I compiled, which means there must be no. some missing from the mm. poster. But never mind. We are doing Gallienus this week. We are indeed. Son of Valerian. Yes, yeah, yes. Yes. Valerian, you were quite impressed with, weren't you? I was. I thought he, he kept the Empire together. He made it stable-ish. Well, he didn't at all, actually. That's a good lie. Um, but he, he held it together longer than an emperor has for a long time. Yeah. With all situations. So what about his son? Do you think he's going to uh, live up to his father? I don't know. I, I hope so. hedging your bets there. Okay. Right. Well, we'll see. We will. Just like last week, it's very hard to pin down these dates. Right. So again, I've gone with one way it could have played out. Okay. Uh, bear in mind that these could have easily occurred in different orders. Mm. We don't really know what happened. <laughs> we know roughly what happened, just no idea when. That's two thousand years ago. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna roll with this. Okay, so we're gonna jump right into it. Gallienus, born Publius Licinus Ignatius Gallienus, hmm. in around two eighteen, but we're not really sure. So two eighteen ish. Two eighteen ish. Yes. His mother was Eggy M from last week, if you remember. <laughs> yeah. And father, obviously, was the Emperor Valerian. And he may have been born in Etrusca. But who knows? Yeah. And that's it. That's all the early stuff we've got on him. And he grew up. He grew up at some point. Because in the 240s, Gallienus got married to a woman named Cornelia Salonia. That's a long time to get married, isn't it? <laughs> the whole decade. <laughs> well, she's born in 218, got married in the 240s, that's a long time. Oh, I, th I thought you meant in the 240s he got married, <laughs> indicating that it took him the whole decade. Actually, it's not that long, is it? Um, He'd have been 22. 22, yeah. So, that's yeah. right, never mind, ignore me. All good. This is why I don't do the research. <laughs> <laughs> Together they had three sons, Valerian II, Saloninus, or Saloninius, and Marinianus. Ah. Hard names to say. <laughs> we have no idea about the movements of Gallienus before he was the emperor, unfortunately. But let's just assume that he was up with his father on the Rhine when Gallus asked for help when Emilianus revolted. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well... The two of them went south and avenged Gallus, or simply went to take over. Yeah. And Valerian was declared emperor. All things looking good for Gallienus here. Yeah. Daddy's emperor. As mentioned last week, one of the first things he did was realise that he could not rule alone, so he promoted Gallienus to joint emperor. Hmm. There you go, looking even better. He's now emperor. It's very hard to pin down his age at this point, but he must have been in his late 30s, early 40s. Okay. And he was also made consul at this point. Yay. So there you go. That is before being the emperor for Gallienus. Good. Nice and short. Yeah, yeah. Now we get into the fun part. Yay. Because um, as you remember... Oh, yeah, he didn't do well, did he? Uh, everything's going wrong. True, true. So let's see what he does. <laughs> First things, Valerian said to him, I'm off to sort out Sharpor. Yeah. So if you could just sort out those barbarians up north, that would be great. Cheers, son. I'm off. And he what? rode off to the east, <laughs> leaving um... Gallienus going... <laughs> I can't do this. There's a lot of them. Sharp swords. I can't even name them all. I'll lump them into a group called barbarians. 
and one advisor went, that's very culturally insensitive, sir. Yes, I'm sure historians of the future won't be doing that. No. <laughs> yeah, he was fired. Right, there's a good chance that father and son never met again after oh, they parted. That's sad. Although there is some indication they were in the same city at one point <clears throat> in the future, but we're not really sure. Right. The fact that the Rhine and the Danube legions had come to Italy to fight mm. meant what? Bad things. <laughs> yes, it Very did. bad things. Meant that the Rhine and the Danube were not defended properly. No. So what happens? Multiple tribes and super groups of conflated tribes start invading. Not good. Quick recap, the Alamanni, the Macromanni, and the Goths were all overrunning yep. the Danube area. Saxons and Franks were starting to cause trouble in the Rhine region. And Gallienus realised he had very little time to sort any of this out. So he <laughs> rushed north. Run away. Uh, run towards. Oh. Run towards. <laughs> yes. We don't have details. Just put that sentence at the start of everything I say. <laughs> but he seems to successfully fight back the tribes along the Rhine and then move into the Danube, move across into Dacia and won some victories there as well. He was awarded with the title Restorer of the Western World. Oh, That's pretty good. So he was given one job, sought out those barbarians and he did it. He damn well did it. He was efficient, he was accurate. We can assume, however, that it was more like playing whack-a-mole. <laughs> fighting at this point. Yeah. Barbarians are popping up, and every time Valerian chases, sorry, not Valerian, Gallienus chases one down, rides them out, then another one pops up. So, gone are the days of one on one massive battles. It's just putting out fires here and there. Okay. In 255 or 257, he was made consul again, which is oh. nice. So, he's now consul for the second time, and he heads to the Danube region. Again. Again. He's all over the place at this point, so he goes back to the Danube, realising that every time that he left the Rhine or the Danube, mm. it fell apart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so off to the Rhine, oh, the Danube's falling apart. Back to the Danube, the Rhine's falling apart. <laughs> he was just trying to be in two places at once, it wasn't working, so he comes up with a genius idea. Send someone else. Yes, and who better than his son? Valerian II. Ah. Yeah, so Valerian II was made Caesar, and... Gallienus left Valerian II in the Danube region and then headed back to the Rhine. So we've now got Valerian I in the east in charge, yeah. Gallienus on the Rhine in charge, mm. and Valerian II, albeit very young, in the Danube in charge. Isn't he about like five during this? No, he'd be, he'd be older than that. Six. We don't know for certain, but he would be in his twenties, oh, okay. I'm guessing. Oh. Yeah. Um. Pick so. up your fourth guy. Pull <laughs> yeah. your armour. He was young enough that the day-to-day -day running of the region was left to his trusted governor of Pannonia. Hmm. His trusted governor was Ingenus. <laughs> Ingenus. That's his name, That Ingenus. sounds like a scary enemy name, doesn't it? Oh, but he was a trusted governor, though. <laughs> You're popping his name down, I see. Yeah. Probably spelled wrong, that's how I'm spelling it. Uh, with a G rather than a J, but that will do. Guess what trusted governor Ingenus does? Kills him. Yes. Oh. Oh. We really don't know when this happened, so I've put it here. It looks like he killed Valerian too and declared himself emperor. Why is everyone doing that? <laughs> well, as I said last week, it could be them personally going for it. It could be the troops forcing them to do it, so... Who knows? Oh Valerian, at this point, is in the east with an army that's falling apart due to yeah. the plague. 
facing an enemy that was sure to defeat him, and Gallienus was the only opposition. Yeah. He was a junior emperor at this point, so maybe Ingenus just thought, I can do this. I can take out Gallienus. Valerian might be able to come and help him. Divide and conquer. The, yeah, the empire's opened for the taking. Gallienus hears about his son's death. Oh. Probably not too happy about this. A little bit miffed. We don't have the details, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make an assumption that he wasn't happy. Yeah. Yeah. A bit, bit sad. So, he left his second son, Salonius, if I'm saying that right, um, in charge of the Rhine region. Under the supervision of his trusted general, Posthumus. <laughs> what was his name? Posthumus. Posthumus. Pot- oh dear. Uh, underline, in fact, put put his name in a little box. He's important. So, second son's left under supervision of his trusted general. And uh, Gallienus rushes off to the Danube and defeats Ingenus. Uh, ah, a large part of the victory at this point was attributed to his trusted cavalry commander, who was very trusted, <laughs> Aureolus. So, Ingenus is dead. The revolt's put down. So, oh, okay. So, <clears throat> yep. Valerian II was killed by his trusted person in Ingenus. Then Sol- Solaninus <laughs> Sal. Yeah, that's Sal, Sal. was. Um, being looked after in the Rhine region by his trusted general, Posthumus. Yep. And is it Gallienus had a trusted general? Yes. With him as he was beating Ingenus, Ingenus called yeah. Aureolus. Aureolus. Yeah. Oh. The names are going to come a bit thick and fast here. That's fine. Notice how trusted everyone is. They're very, very trusted. <laughs> so, yes. Quick recap then. To make sure it's definitely clear, Gallienus's son is dead. Yeah. Ingenus killed him. Yeah. Gallienus rushed off to kill Ingenus. Yeah. And did so. Good. Gallienus's second son is now put under the charge of Posthumus mm. in the Rhine region. Yeah. And I've also thrown in another name, Aureolus. Yeah. Who is in charge of the cavalry unit. So while all this was going on, it would appear that Valerian had come up to the region. We don't know how much he got involved. But if you remember last week, I said he had to abandon his campaign in the East yeah. because everything was going wrong in the West. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is when. So Valerian's in the Danube region at this point as well. I'm back. Right. Gallienus did not have much time to mourn the loss of his son because Ooh. a messenger arrived. That happy, cheerful guy again. It's Roger. Hey, Rog. Roger the messenger. Hello, sir. <laughs> Another note for you. Got some news. The Franks are here. Yes, the Franks were looking to rename Gaul. What to? Um, Frankland. Yeah. Or just Frank. Frank. It's quite a harsh sounding last consonant, though, isn't it? Yeah, have to soften Frank. that down. It sound better, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Yeah. So they, they were looking to just generally spread out a little bit. And the Alamanni were flooding across the river as well. Yeah. So a huge barbarian invasion. He's got to get back to the Rhine. So off he goes. He fights this massive invasion of the Franks. Again, this is a game of whack-a-mole, or <laughs> whack-a-frank. He was able to fight most of them back, but a few managed to slip past him and got all the way to Spain, looting and killing. <laughs> it's imagine like three of them getting past. Yeah. <laughs> what, what should we do? I don't know. It's going to invade Spain. Oh, Spain's nice. And go and bother straw donkey. I've never been to Spain. Haven't you? No. no. I've been. It's quite well, very nice. A lovely well, country. Yeah, yeah. The food's amazing. 
It's just it's one of the few European countries I've not mm. been to. So I was never really bothered about going to Spain, but then I went and thought this is place is awesome. Yeah, it's really yeah. lovely. Great Me- cider. Interesting. This must be what those three Franks were thinking. The cider. Yeah, let's yeah. go for the cider. I hear it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Gallienus was unfortunately unable to chase those three Franks down because Roger came along with some more news. Hey. Hello, sir! <laughs> More news! <laughs> the Alamanni, sir! They're not just coming across the river, they're invading Rome! Oh. Yeah, the Alamanni had gone into Italy. They'd never done that before. No. And they were making a beeline towards Rome itself. So, would you argue this is the very, very bottom of the crisis now? Kind of like, we're actually invading Italy now. We're, we're screwed. We're, we're not quite there yet. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. We hit bottom in this episode. I'll let, I'll let you know when that is. Okay. You'll probably figure it out, though. <laughs> when you start weeping. Yeah. <laughs> so, this news from Roger stops everything. Yeah. Everyone was in the middle of packing their bags, ready to chase down the Franks, and everyone just goes, Oh, dear. <laughs> Gallienus speeds as quick as he can back to Italy, but there is no way he can get there in time. The Alamanni are already in Italy, and they're marching towards Rome. Meanwhile, in Rome, the city hastily tries to put a defence together. As we know, not many people in Rome who can actually fight. So the Senate get all the Praetorians that are still there, although most of the Praetorians are with the Emperor, the Urban Guard, and quickly draw up some militias to try and fight back the invasion. This being the first major invasion of the Italian heartland mm. in 500 years. Wow. The first one we've covered in our entire podcast. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The Alamanni looted and sacked as they went. But, upon hitting Rome, the Senate's hastily improvised army was able to put up a fight. What? Yeah. The Alamanni were expecting to walk in. They knew that all the army were mm. off fighting elsewhere. They weren't expecting any resistance. It must have been like the farmers had turned their wheelbarrows to the side as like a mini wall. So and gone, damn, what do we do now? <laughs> well, we can't get round it. <laughs> Actually, we can. No, we can't. It's too far away. There's a, more, more over there. <laughs> yeah, you, you or do. just a few stones blocking the road. <laughs> Beefy straight road. Damn it. You, you make a somewhat... Silly, but also astute point here. Rome at this time did not have any walls. Uh, as Yes, that's what I was trying yes. to imply. Yes. Yes. I'm glad you inferred that. They used to have walls back in the days of kings, but the city had far outgrown them, and the city just relied on the fact that they were Rome. No one's going to invade Rome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah, they had no walls, but they managed to fight back the Alamanni. Now, it's probably more the case that the Alamanni were already weighted down with loads of loot and booty and stuff. <laughs> like, Tony, put the gold down! <laughs> we're trying to no! fight! No! My I gold! Wanted... You don't need that bet! Is that a, is that a statue? <laughs> Just put it down! I want it! Looks like my granddad. Yeah, so, they can't fight very well. Their hands are full. Yeah, their hands are full. So, they decide to turn around Cut their losses. Well, it's not even cutting their losses. Um, Bag their winnings and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and head home. However, by the time they'd reached Milan, they walked right into a very angry Gallienus. <laughs> Hi guys, <laughs> what's all that stuff that's behind your back? Miss Finn? Is, is that my statue? No, no, <laughs> no. It's the statue of my granddad. It looks suspiciously like me. <laughs> is that a bag full of 
gold. <laughs> yeah. Gallienus had approximately 60,000 men. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. The Alamanni consisted maybe of 300,000. Ah, not that uh. much. <laughs> However, <laughs> this is probably inflated. And also, the 300,000 is the whole group of Alamanni, not just the fighters. That's also the people carrying all the golden statues, ah, okay. people looking after the donkeys, probably the wives and the children of the, the warriors. And possibly the donkeys themselves. Probably they were counted, yes. However, even taking that into consideration, the Romans were probably outnumbered significantly. We don't have the details, as you'll be shocked to learn. Ah. But how do you think this battle plays out? I think quite well. Oh, yeah? I'm feeling quite positive. Oh, no, hang on, we haven't hit the down part yet, have we, the bottom? They get slaughtered, don't they? You were on the right lines to begin with. Oh, was I? Yes. Gallienus completely wipes them out. Nice! Yes. So crushing was the defeat for the Alamanni that they were not a threat for a further ten years. Nice. Yes, and this is a, a significant victory. Yeah. This takes a whole horde, a whole race of barbarians off the table. So you don't need to worry about that. See, that's anymore. good there. He's going to score points. Yeah, that's pretty good. This, in happier times, would have been something that Gallienus could have celebrated. Had one of those, what they're called? Triumphs. So that uh, hasn't happened in such a long time, I've forgotten the name. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably what he was thinking in his tent. Oh, I could have one of those things, couldn't I? You know, walk down the street in robes and they give me another name. Oh, they give me a t-shirt and everything. What's it called? <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, he, he could have done that in happier times. Yeah. However, <laughs> the word however is used a lot during the crisis. <laughs> there are several problems he is facing at the moment. Number one, the Senate. Oh. The Senate, perhaps due to the fact that they had just successfully fought back the barbarians, started muttering about Gallienus. The Senate are feeling pretty good about themselves. We just fought off the barbarians. We'll ignore the fact that it was Gallienus who actually wiped them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But we defended the city. We're not useless old men in robes. Yeah. This is brilliant. Gallienus, in turn, was getting pretty fed up with rich, young, incompetent kids being put in charge mm -hmm. of the forces just because they happened to be of senatorial like class. <laughs> well, Houston. yes. And he also is the son of a rich yeah, senator. Yeah. <clears throat> and, yeah... I'm guessing Gallienus's point would have been, I'm not incompetent. True. That's yeah. Like proven out by wiping out a race of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always something to put on the CV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, as the historian John F. White brilliantly puts it, desperate situations call for desperate remedies. Gallienus decided to appoint all his military commanders on the basis of their abilities rather than civilian rank. <gasps> I know. Who'd have thought? Crazy. He banned the Senate from entering the military. Nice. Well, oh. nice, nice from his point of view. The Senate were outraged. How dare you? Now, in theory, this isn't actually a huge thing, because the Senate increasingly were opting not to join the military. <laughs> it was crazy in the military at the time. You don't want to yeah. go there. Everyone dies. Yeah, exactly. It's full of plague. So more and more often, senators, young senators, were climbing up the curses on Rome by doing things inside of Rome, where it was nice and safe. Counting the roads or something. Yeah, making yeah. sure they're high enough. Yeah. <laughs> However, this didn't matter. The, San the Senate were outraged that they were being excluded. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of the, the being told no to a spoiled child, isn't it? Yeah. 
And as you pointed out, this was from the son of a respected senator, nonetheless. So mm. the hypocrisy did not escape them. <laughs> okay, so the senator no longer for him. We all know what happens to emperors when the senate don't like them. The senate get out their quills and write some really nasty things. They do, yeah. Yeah. Okay, problem number two he was facing. <laughs> it was the fact that Gallienus, having dealt with the Alamanni, was looking at neither the Rhine nor the Danube. Always eyes off the ball. Yes. So guess what happens? They invade. No, no invasions just yet. Well, they they take it over again. There's no, reasons. this is more internal than external. Oh, they're just blaming him, saying you've ah, you're not doing your job. Yeah, the troops decide that someone else would make a better emperor. Oh. So, a commander called Regalianus has been declared emperor in the Danube region. So, just after defeating the Alamanni, he obviously went back to his tent. Guess who's sitting there? It's Roger, with a letter. Morning, sir! sir. (laughs) Always so chipper, Roger. Well, it's the job. (laughs) Lots of fresh air. Anyway, Regalianus has revolted. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so there's a revolt happening in the Danube. Problem number three. Well, he's also not keeping an eye on the Rhine either, so um, the commander of the region, Posthumus, who we've already mentioned, he's been declared emperor. Um, Now, he's currently looking after his younger brother, Sal, isn't he? His son, not brother, but yes. Yes. Oh. Yes, he is. Oh. (laughs) That's not good, is it? I'm sure he took good care of him. (laughs) We'll find out what happens to him shortly. (laughs) Also, as Roger points out to Gallienus, Gaul, Spain and Britain have all declared for Posthumus. Oh dear. Yes. They're big areas. They are. So that's not good. Fourth problem. Oh, there's more. <laughs> yeah. That's the next letter is pulled out of Roger's yeah. toga. Don't worry, sir. I'm sure that sounds terrible. But there's a fourth letter. You never know. Let me open. Oh. <laughs> Good news, you're going to stop worrying about that in a moment because your father's <laughs> been captured alive by Sharpaw. And Sharpaw says he's a fantastic addition to his dressing room. <laughs> yes, it was around this time that he would have received news that his dad had been captured and probably killed. Although no confirmation came forward. No. No. Due to this, of course, there's a vacuum in the East. There's no emperor over there anymore. So what happens? They make someone an emperor. Yay! The governor over there, what's he do? I'm the emperor. No. No. Surprised everyone. He declared that his two sons were the emperor. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I'm not going to be the emperor, but my sons will be. Yes. So, Gallienus has got a choice to make. Which one do I tackle first? Number one. Go north and tackle Posthumus in the Rhine save his son, and try and get back Britain, Gaul, and Spain. Number two, go to the Danube and tackle the usurper Regalianus, Mm. as he is the closest threat to Rome. Very important. Mm. Number three, go to Rome and assert his authority over the increasingly hostile Senate, because you don't want your capital turning against you. No. Number four, go east and fight Sharpaw to avenge his father, or try and get the release of his father. Hmm. Number five, go to Antioch and tackle the governor there, whose name I forgot to mention a moment ago is Macrianus. And I won't bore you with the name of his two sons. That's 
implies that they don't succeed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what would you do? I would go and get the Regalianus one. Oh, interesting. Why, why are you doing that Well, one he's first? the closest, and he's not such of a massive thing. Let's get those troops under control, then use those troops to go and fight the people, you know, the, the revolt in the Rhine, and, you know, Spain, Britain, Gaul. Nice, I like it. It seems possibly the least of the worries, but that is exactly the one he goes for. Yeah, I, I see. I could be emperor. You could be. You could be Gallienus. I could so be the emperor. Yeah, he does. He decides to go for Gallienus. Wait, he doesn't first. die, does he? Next, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> he, he moves to the Danube region with his army. However, as he is marching towards the Danube, Roger pops into the tent. Hello, sir. <laughs> More news. <laughs> the Roxolani. This is a tribe I've not mentioned yet. No. New tribe, sir. <laughs> <laughs> They're frightfully terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a slash in my leg. <laughs> I was only delivering a birthday card. <laughs> yeah. So um, they started to invade the Danube region, the very same region that Gallienus was heading towards. Ah, kill two birds with one massive giant Roman rock. Yeah. <laughs> Now, usually, this would be bad news, wouldn't it? Mm. But, who knows? Bit of a wild card. Maybe it will mix things up. Roger, obviously, never comes with one letter, pulls out another letter. <laughs> Macrianus, not wasting any time, was also heading towards the Danube from the east with one of his sons. So the Danube is now very much the centre of everything. You've got another tribe coming in, you've got Regalianus in there, and you've got Macrianus from the east coming up. So, Gallianus decides to carry on towards Regalianus and sends his trusted general, Aureolus. His trusted general. Trusted general. Trusted, keep okay. remembering that he's trusted. Yeah. To face Macrianus. Okay. Okay, few names there, so just to make sure that's really clear. So, you've got Regalianus in the Danube, still revolting. Yeah. You've got Macrianus coming from the east. With his son. So, Gallianus the Emperor is going to take out Regalianus. Yeah. And he sent his trusted general, Aureolus, to take out Macrianus. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then Roger's back with some more news. <laughs> hey, sir! <laughs> but it's actually good news, amazingly. The barbarian. I'm a bit sad then today. <laughs> oh, hello, Emperor. I'm afraid to say I've got a letter. I know they're all bad news. Here you go. Yes, the. Barbarians that were invading the region had killed Regalianus. Yay! So you can cross him off. Gallianus didn't need to deal with him. So Gallianus was able to sweep in, drive off the barbarians. The Danube region is secure. One usurpation down. Nice. Nice. He's doing well. Next, Macrianus in the east. Yeah. It makes sense to move on to him because he's heading towards the Danube. Yeah. So even if he was going to heading do off. something else different. It now makes sense. Let's deal with Macrianus next. Aurealus defeats Macrianus and his son in a battle when they do meet so Aurealus, the, 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 trust, the trusted, trusted general, Aureolus, yeah. defeats Macrianus okay. and his son. But this left the rest of the East under command of the one son that was left. Yeah. So the usurpation's not completely down. At this point, Roger comes up again. Hello, sir! <laughs> Governor of Egypt has revolted, sir. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new. <laughs> Do you imagine that Gallienus by this point is just like losing his hair a bit and going <laughs> yeah. very grey by this point? 
I'm only 25. There, there's no reaction anymore. No. The governor of Egypt's revolted. Pass the wine. <laughs> <laughs> so he sent a general. I won't tell you his name because we're already going name heavy, but he was a trusted general. Trusted general. <laughs> sent a general to Egypt to take Egypt back and then starts to pack up to take back the east. However, guess who turns up at the tent? Roger. Roger's there. Hello, sir. <laughs> Posthumus has taken the modern-day city of Cologne, and, as you rightly pointed out, who's he looking after at the moment? Oh, his son. Yeah, he's not looking after him anymore. He doesn't need to, does he? doesn't he? need to, no. Oh. His son's dead. Oh. Yeah. So, giving up on going east, claiming the east back and avenging his father, he then decides to avenge his son instead. So, mid-packing, he takes out his sunglasses, sunscreen, mm. and hat, and then puts in, I don't know, a scarf or something. He's going to Gaul instead. However... <laughs> I need to do a little tally of how many said however so far. <laughs> this time, he asked for Roger. He said to Roger got a note that I want you to take to the east. Of course, sir. And he scribbled down a note to one man he thought might be able to help him. Mm. And this man is Odonathus. Oh, you mentioned him in the last episode, This is you? the guy I mentioned in the last episode. Ooh. So we're now going to go on a tangent. We're going to leave poor Gallienus with his head spinning. And we're going to go over to the east and see what Odonathus is up to. So... He was born around the same time as Gallienus, but we don't really have any dates. Okay. He was part of the ruling family of the city of Palmara, as I mentioned last week. Yes. This is a desert oasis city that's not really Roman or Persian, but it's kind of a bit of both. The Romans certainly could claim it was theirs. Yeah, yeah. Odenotus's family were given senatorial status in Severus's reign. Yes. So they were seen as senatorial class, if not yeah. senators themselves. The city of Palmyra was ruled by a council, traditionally, so a group of men, but due to the tensions in the area, they had elected a lord just to streamline the efficiency of their army. Yeah. This probably happened after the death of Gordian III, when Philip yeah. killed him, and there was all the fighting in the area. Yeah. Palmyra obviously went, we need to get organised here, this is all going to hell. <laughs> So, Odinoth, this at this point, was put in charge of the city. He and his wife, Zenobia, do write her down and underline her, if not put her in a box. She is important. Although I probably won't mention her again till next week. Ooh. So, he and his wife, Zenobia, are now the ruling family of Palmyra. Okay. Noting that the Persians and the Romans were getting more and more aggressive, Odinoth starts to recruit nomads from the desert into his army. Obviously, this is a small desert, well, sizable desert yeah. city, but it's still a, a waste of city. Yeah. It's not going to be able to compete with the likes of Tesfon or Rome. No. It certainly doesn't have a massive army. But they do have plenty of money, because it's the only place to stop on that trade route. Yes, it's like a hub. Yes, so they hub. can tax all they want. So they're rich. So Odinathus is able to recruit mercenaries, hmm. and a lot of them. He was definitely more sympathetic with the Romans, but he could see that the writing was on the wall for the Roman Empire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all going wrong. So he turns to make an alliance <clears throat> with Sharpaw. Fair enough. It just makes sense. As mentioned last week, he sent gifts to the King of Kings yeah. and a note. 
Sharpaw, however, liked the gifts, but not the note, as it did not show enough deference. And this time, I will quote what he wrote back. Who is this Odenothis, that he thus dares to write to his lord? If he hopes to reduce his punishment, let him fall prostrate before the foot of my throne, with his hands tied behind his back. If he hesitates, rapid destruction shall be poured on him, his people, and his country. Ooh. And, as I mentioned last week, Odenothis is not the kind of man to take criticism like that. He realised he was never going to be able to negotiate with the Persian monarch, no. so he decides to fight rather than kneel. Yes. He sounds like they were gladiators. <laughs> he sounds like a wolf. <laughs> like, yes. That's probably what it's Yeah. Right. This was around 260, and roughly when Valerian died. Okay. Odenathus, realising that there was a power vacuum, looked around and plotted. Ooh. He did not declare himself emperor. Clever. Very clever. Macrianus declared his son's emperor, as I mentioned before, yeah. and started to fight Sharpaw in the area. Macrianus was unable to be- defeat Sharpaw, understandably, uh, but he did manage to drive him back slightly a couple of times, but wasn't doing very well at all. <laughs> Sharpaw was busy organising a fresh attack on the Romans, about to take Antioch. The east was his. Yeah. All he needed to do was mop up. When all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Odenotus comes rushing out of the desert with his army and slams into the back of the Persian forces. Ooh, surprise attack. Very surprise attack. They defeat Sharpaw and they run. They are expelled out of the Roman territory. Now, considering Sharpaw had all but taken the east, this is a remarkable achievement. This is a small little city took on the might of the Persian Empire and won. That's interesting. Yes, very impressive. By this time, Macrianus had gone north with his eldest son and been killed by Gallienus's trusted commander. Trusted, yeah. Very trusted, Aureolus. This catches us up with yeah. Gallienus's story, but we'll stick with Odenathus for a little while. It would appear that Gallienus wrote to Odenathus around this time and asked if he could sort out the east. <laughs> Please. So I really, I just cannot do it at the moment. Do you mind just sorting it out? Please, 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 yeah. please, please, please. <laughs> Hugs and kisses. Odenathus, by this point, had neither declared himself emperor, amazingly, mm. nor had he declared for another emperor. He was just a bit of an anomaly. An anomaly. An anomaly. Yeah. However, Odenathus obviously decided to support Gallienus for now, and headed to Emesa. Macrianus's second son was in the city, and before Odenophis even arrived, the citizens of the city killed him. So that is Macrianus's revolt down. He's gone. He yes. and both his sons are now dead. Odenophis has put down that usurpation. The Historia Augusta claims that Gallienus rewarded Odenophis by announcing him as co-emperor at this point. Oh. This is where I was said I was tempted to bend the rules and give Odenophis an episode. But there is nothing to support that this happens. Yeah. This is the drunk men in the pub making it up. Yeah. Which is a shame, because I would have loved to have done an episode on Odenophis. He sounds great. He is great. Yeah. <clears throat> However, what does appear to have started at this point is an unspoken agreement between Gallienus and Odenophis. 
If Gallienus did not demand that Odenophus recognised him as emperor, Odenophus would not declare himself as emperor. Let's just keep things as they are, shall yeah, we? everything's working. Yeah. I won't say you have to see me as emperor, and you won't declare yourself as emperor, and everything will be okay. We're just friends. <laughs> good, good friends. Yeah, so this possibly tense kind of agreement springs up between the two of them. It suits both of them, obviously. Gallienus can save face and claim that the East was still his. Yeah. Odenophus could claim that the East was actually his. Which it probably is. <laughs> Which it most certainly is, <laughs> yes. So, what's he going to do now? Gallienus? No, Odenophus. I imagine just like going back to his city and I was like, screw this, I'm done. Oh, that's not Odenophus. No. He is still smarting over that letter. Oh, we do. Yeah, that letter that said, go, if, I, if I remind you, let him fall prostrate before the foot of my throne with his hands tied behind his back. Those words were echoing through Odenophus's brain. Ooh. It was time to go and show those Persians who was boss. In this case, who was boss, according to Odenophus, was this small little city in the middle of the desert. <laughs> so, he gets together his army, which is now huge because he does control the east, and he goes into Persia. He gets all the way to Tessaphon, sacking cities all the way. Wow. He manages to siege the capital, but wow. didn't have enough supplies to keep up the siege. So decides to retreat and go back home. All of the Roman land, everything that had been lost since Sharpal's first invasion, yeah. is returned to the Romans. Sharpal loses everything. Oh, wow. Yes. The Romans have gained the east again. Well, yes and no. Odenothus has gained <laughs> the east. See, this will be an interesting conversation in Fighty, won't it? Yes. This will be a debate. Yeah, as a token of goodwill, Odenophis sends all of the captives that he got to Rome. He gives them to Gallienus. Yeah. However, it's clear to everyone at this point, Odenophis rules the East. This was a new empire. We call it the Palmyrene Empire. Gallienus had lost a third of the Roman Empire. Oh, this is actually... yeah, okay. <laughs> now, he's lost it in a really nice way. Instead of the enemy taking it over, he now has an ally... But True. it is no longer his. Yeah. Odenophis has it. He's lost a third of the empire. It's a bit like if Scotland, in their referendum, agreed to be independent. It's a bit like that for us, isn't it, the UK? <laughs> yeah. Less, yeah. Less, less aggressive, though. <laughs> yes. This, yeah, it becomes even more clear to everyone that the East is now belongs to Palmyra when Odenophis moves to Antioch and declares himself King of Kings and his son the heir. So it's definitely not Roman anymore. Sharpaw is just licking his wounds. Yeah. He should not have sent that note. That's, yeah, that's, that's someone you don't want to annoy. No. Okay, let's let's go back to Galliana, shall we, and see how he's dealing with Posthumus, who has just killed his son. Hmm. Yes. So, a little background on the revolt of Posthumus, because that seemed to come out of the blue, didn't it? Yeah. Posthumus had been in charge of the armies along the Rhine, if you remember. Technically, he answered to Gallienus's son, Sal. Yeah. Uh, but when Sal ordered that stolen goods we taken from barbarians be returned to the original owners, Posthumus instead gave them to his troops. Yeah. So Posthumus was out fighting the barbarians, picked up a few statues, and mm. went, you know what? No. Jeff, you can have this. Yay! 
Yeah, we're not going to give this back. We're out risking our lives. Yeah. Fighting barbarians. Why should we give all of the stuff we get back to the rich people in cities mm. we've never even heard of? As we said in our university days, this is hard-earned booty. We're not giving it up. <laughs> Direct quote there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the two fall out. Posthumus decides to take the city that Sal is in and then kills him. Aww. He's declared emperor and Britain, Spain and Gaul all declare for him. So, Gallienus hears about this and heads to modern-day Cologne. However, Roger turns up at this point. Where's that? <laughs> Me again. The Macromani are invading now. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so Gallienus, after probably swearing quite a lot. Or downing whining. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Good stiff whiskey. Just a series of beeps with the occasional barbarians. <laughs> beep, <laughs> Every beep, time I try and beep to beep this beep beep barbarians beep 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 everywhere. Beep 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 beep. Yeah, beep. it was just like that. Yeah. Roger was providing the beeps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you just de- you just declared that um, Jeff is working for Posthumous at the moment. Oh yes, yeah, so he is. <laughs> So we know know where he is. Um, So, you've got Posthumus' troops, but you've also got the Macromani. Gallienus can't do this alone, so who's he turned to? He's got one trusted commander. Oh, of course, this would be... um, Oh, Aureolus. 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 Yes. So he sends Aureolus off to deal with the barbarians, and he carries on to face Posthumus, the murderer of his son. Gallienus took the city, but Posthumus escaped. Mm. By this time, Aureolus had returned victorious against the Macmanai and was put in charge of tracking Posthumus down. However, Posthumus escaped. Gallienus finally catches up with him in 263 to 265 and seizes a city. We're not sure which one. However, during this siege, Gallienus is shot with an arrow. (gasps) But he didn't die. Oh, that's, that's good. You'll be pleased to know. There's Where more. did he get shot? We're not sure. We do know he was severely wounded. Mm. And so much so, he had to retreat all the way back to Rome to get medical attention. I think it was his finger. Maybe his finger. You know when you stub your toe? It's oh, just it's as bad as stub, stubby finger as well. On an arrow. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Posthumus declares a new empire. <laughs> yes, this has been called since the Gallic Empire. It had its own senate, it had its own consuls. Really? Yep. New empire is born. It consists of Gaul, Britain and the Spains. Gallienus just lost another third of the empire. Are we at the bottom yet? We are now at the bottom. Oh, so they've lost two thirds of the empire. Yeah. The east and the west. Gallienus in Rome, feeling ill, nursing his finger. Big bandaged finger. Yeah. Looks at a map, and all they've got now is Italy, Greece, and the Danube region, and a little bit of Asia Minor. And that is it. That is now the Roman Empire. It's not really an empire, it's more of a... No. Oh, and and a bit of Africa, but no one really cares about that. (laughs) Yeah. Not, not, Not a good sign. It's not... No. No. However, on the bright side... Yeah. Said probably Roger, ever mm. the optimist. Don't worry, sir. <laughs> Shouldn't you be out delivering letters? I've got some for you. <laughs> yeah. On the bright side, he no longer needs to think about the Persians. Or the Franks. Yes, true. Or the Saxons. True. 
all these big problems of suddenly someone else's problem. That's true. Isn't that nice? He does, however, still need to worry about the Goths. Because in the late 260s, the Goths were invading in the largest numbers ever seen. This is the biggest invasion of Goths. There's a lot of Goths. Yeah. Yeah. A festival. <laughs> yes. Gallienus left his trusted general, Aureolus, looking out for Posthumus. So, you stay here, make sure Posthumus doesn't do anything stupid like invade <laughs> Italy. Yeah. I'll go and sort out the Goths, he said with a sigh, putting his coat on. <sighs> <laughs> the Goths ravaged deep in degree, sacking Athens and Sparta, amongst other cities. This was a huge invasion. Gallienus finally caught up with them in Nisus, and pitch battle took place. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. She usually whack a goth, but not now. It's an actual battle. Is this the end of Gallienus? Yeah. No. No. He beats them. Huge victory. Drives the goths away. Nice. Yeah. There he is, storming off the battlefield, covered in blood and sweat, but feeling marginally happy for the first time in years. Guess who's in the tent? Oreolus? No. Oh. Roger! It's Roger! Yes. <laughs> Good news! <laughs> yeah. Two things, he says. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Odenothus has been assassinated. Oh. Yeah. The ruler of the East had been fighting Goths as well. Yeah. This was a huge invasion, and some Goths had gone into Asia Minor and further East, which Odenothus counted as his territory, so he'd gone up north to sort them out. And he did very well. He killed them all. Because you don't mess with Odenophis. However, one of his own men assassinated him on the way back. Yes. Not really sure why, unfortunately. It doesn't go into details. But we will have cause to come back to this next week. Ooh, okay. Yes. Gallienus was probably getting his head around what that meant for him and the politics of the region when Roger told him the next piece of news. You can probably guess this one. It's been coming for a long time. His trusted governor. <laughs> yes. Author note. His trusted Aureolus. general, Aureolus, had declared for posthumous. And had taken the city of Milan. Now, I've not really Ooh. mentioned this, but Milan had essentially become Gallienus's headquarters. It's where he kept all his stuff. So, Gallienus probably punched Roger in the face. <laughs> oh, it's quite a right, sir. You must have slipped. <laughs> and walks out the tent. <laughs> I almost right punched Roger on my nose. Probably didn't happen. Off he goes to take back <laughs> the city that he called essentially home. However, before he can get to the city, he meets Aureolus in battle Ooh. and wins. Ooh. But Aureolus escapes and retreats to Milan. Now, at this point, Aureolus is saying, Posthumus, come and help! Posthumus, very wisely, is kind of sitting in Gaul, going, I'll just see how this plays out. Yes, he wins. <laughs> he's, he's pulling a Valerian. That's what he's doing. Yes. Yeah. yes. So Aureolus um, retreats into Milan. Gallienus has to siege his own headquarters. <laughs> this isn't fair. <laughs> I knew I should not have ordered those defences. Yeah. So there's Gallienus in an empire that is a third of the size as it was when he started sieging his own headquarters. 
the, the words how did it come to this probably yeah. entered his mind yeah. at this point. What am I doing here? I, I haven't lost a single battle. Yeah. How am I losing <laughs> this badly? <laughs> yeah. So, he's sieging. One night, a man rushed into his tent. Not Roger. No. No. Um, to let the Emperor know that Aureolus was making a final attack and was on his way with the remainder of his men to the camp. Gallienus rushes out the tent, jumps on his horse and shouts for his guard to follow. This doesn't sound good. Why not? Your tone. Well, <laughs> if you're saying it doesn't sound good, watch this, because you've got him jumping on his horse riding away, yeah? Yeah. Don't follow him. Pan down slightly and to the left... Yeah. And what's sitting in the corner of his tent, but his armour that he was in too much of a hurry to put on. What an idiot. What an idiot. One of the men, you can cut to him now, you don't need to stay on the armour. Yeah. One of the men riding with the emperor drew alongside him. And just as Gallienus surveyed the fields and saw they were empty, mm. the man plunged a sword into him. Gallienus died instantly. Now, this plot had been hatched by his underlings. They were perhaps unhappy with always being on the back foot, unhappy about losing much of the empire. Perhaps happy they... All the winning. Maybe they wanted to be in charge. Maybe they're in the pay of posthumous. We don't know. The economy was collapsing. Don't forget, plague still yeah. raging around. There are many reasons for people to be unhappy. Either way, a group of commanders set up this plot, and it worked. The emperor is dead. One of the people was the Praetorian Prefect, you'll be pleased oh, to know. Oh, good. I'm not going to mention his name because he is fairly insignificant, but it's nice to know the Praetorian Prefects are still in there, Yeah. still murdering yeah. emperors. More importantly for us, though, one of the generals was named Claudius, and the other one was named Aurelian. Oh, I've heard of both of them. Yes. I've heard of Aurelian. Yes. Apparently he's really good. We will see. Well, yeah, is, is, Cla is Claudius the next emperor? Claudius is the next emperor, yes. Yay! We have Claudius II. <laughs> this time. It's <laughs> rockier. <laughs> yes. So there you go. That's Gallienus. The, the unfortunate and sad reign of Gallienus. That's terrible. I feel really bad for him. He did everything right that he could have done. Possibly, apart from the armour thing at the end. <laughs> This is rock bottom. We're now we're now really there. Yeah, we've lost two thirds of the empire. Yeah, just gone. Yeah, the empire. Posthumus is still alive. Posthumus is still alive. Yeah, it's not good. And now we've got some generals. One with a rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Taking over. Right. Well, before we go on to Claudius next week, though, we need to rank Gallienus. Yeah. So let's do it. Okay. Fightius Maximus. Okay. Good. He did nothing but fight. <laughs> That's all he did. He ran here and there fighting. <laughs> yeah. Now, unfortunately, we don't have many details, but you could definitely argue he is the most fighty emperor we've had to date with the sheer quantity of fighting he had to do. I, be I bet the drainage suffered in Rome, though, because he wasn't there sorting that out. Probably. Other yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Um, he fought the Franks, the Alamanni, the Roxani, the Macromanni, the Goths multiple times. And he won every single time. However, this was whack a barbarian rather than pitch battles most of the time. Yeah. Although when he did fight the pitch battles, he won those as well. Yeah. yeah. Historians agree that he hugely improved the army at this time. 
He promoted talented people, he reorganised the troops, he stopped the Senate's incompetent Senate children from ruling huge groups of armed men. So, yeah, he improved the army. He also reworked the cavalry. Now, this was the main part of his new design of the army. He created a fast and reliable mobile strike force. Horses. Horses. Consisting of 30,000 horsemen stationed in Milan. Fortunately, there's only 10 horses, so... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they have to share. (laughs) (laughs) I was more thinking like a rotationary... Oh, rather than all on upside down pyramid. Yeah, like three thousand. Yeah, yeah. Ten thousand on each horse. Three thousand yeah. on each horse. However, they did it. They were based in Milan. Now, before you'd have your legions on the front line. Yeah. And as I've mentioned, the legions had to move around, but they didn't want to move around because that no. meant leaving their hometowns undefended. Yeah. Gallienus realised this and mm. realised if he had a force that could quickly move around to reinforce existing troops. He wouldn't have to move the legions around as much, so they'd be less likely to revolt. That's clever. It's very clever. Mm. It's very good. So his strike force, which is what they were called, that's a direct translation, um, were able to move from Milan very quickly, support troops, and put barbarians down. His very trusted general, Aureolus, was in charge of this. He's very trusted general. (laughs) Really? So he did that. He also... This is a nice little touch. Issued thank you coins <laughs> to his generals. That's nice. Thank you for not deserting me. Yeah, they literally said that on <laughs> Thank you for being loyal is what they <laughs> had on them. And he just gave these coins that we're guessing were more like medals rather than actual coins you'd spend. Um, See, people always work better when there's a bit of appreciation. Yeah. You don't get that nowadays, do you? No. You might get like the crappy Christmas gift that's about it yeah so Aureolus probably had his own thank you for being loyal <laughs> until they met on that battlefield threw the coin in his face and stabbed him I'm taking the coin back <laughs> <laughs> according to one source Gallienus personally challenged Posthumus to one to one combat to settle oh! the siege but Posthumus refused now, we, this is not hugely reliable. It only comes from one place. But... I like that. Let, let's say it happened, because that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like Darth Vader and, and Obi-Wan, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's all very impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Bad. He lost two-thirds of the Empire. <laughs> but he didn't lose. <laughs> How does like, it even make sense? really is a case of winning every battle but losing the war. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, that's that's his fightiest Maximus. He's got to score high for this. Oh, he's scoring very high. I'm thinking, even though he lost the Empire, that was because of traitors around him. It wasn't because he'd done anything wrong, yeah. you could argue. Nine. He, he defeated <laughs> multiple barbarians. Yeah. He also defeated Posthumus in yeah. battle and Aureolus in battle, so he defeated two Romans. Yeah. Very impressive. Oh, nice. I can't go for the full like you because he yeah. did lose two thirds of the empire. <laughs> yeah, that's successes, I would argue. Yeah. For fighting, though. I'm going for nine as well. He's, he's flawless. I'm doing it. 18. It's a hugely respectable 18 for Fightius Maximus. Approvium Crazium. Right. Start by saying Historia Augusta hates him. Really? Oh, he lost really, the empire. Really <laughs> hates him. He lost the empire and don't forget the Senate hated him. Yes. They hate him possibly more than any other emperor to date. Really? Possibly Elagabalus. 
but I'd say that he is the most hated one to date. You read the Historia Augusta about him, and every time they mention his name, they've got to put an insult on afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So, although these are almost certainly not true, I'm going to read some of the things that the Historia Augusta says about him. <laughs> he ate babies. No baby eating, I'm afraid to say. Uh. It claims that he rejoiced in his father's capture and used it as an excuse to live a life of luxury and relaxation. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? He's, he's obviously a bit of a S&M freak then, isn't he? <laughs> Scalianus in his grave, hearing that. It's time to start spinning. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most relaxation I've had. <laughs> Dead. Relaxation. To ask Roger. <laughs> Ask him how relaxed I was. <laughs> so, I'll quote from the Historia Augusta. Gallienus, on the other hand, when he learned that Macrianus and his sons were slain, as though he was secure in his power, surrendered himself to lust and pleasure. Again, you can just imagine him going, When? <laughs> when did I have time? I, I, I'm getting images of the whips and chains that <laughs> Yeah, it's more fighting, come on! <laughs> on the rise of Posthumus, the Historia Augusta has this to say. Now while Gallienus, continuing in luxury and debauchery, gave himself up to amusements and revelling, and administered the commonwealth like a boy who plays at hoarding power, the Gauls, by nature unable to endure princes who are frivolous and given over to luxury and have fallen below the standard of Roman valour, called posthumous to the imperial power. So saying that the whole reason I lost Gauls because he was so much of a luxury hound. So yeah. the only one we can have is Posthumus. Yeah, one person the Historia Augusta does like, bizarrely, is Posthumus. They see mm. him as an alright guy, even though he took third of the empire away. <laughs> Yeah. When he heard of the revolt in Egypt, apparently he said, What? We cannot do without Egyptian linen? Which I actually hope is quite true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having cotton. <laughs> cotton sheets? I'm an emperor. Yeah. Can't be yeah. seen having cotton sheets, goodness me. Yeah, there, there were a few of those as well. <laughs> Whenever he heard a place was gone, he'd just go, what? And then name something he likes from there. Yeah. Gaul's gone? Where would I get my cheese from? <laughs> Historia Augusta not only hated him due to his treatment of the Senate, but also they wanted to paint his successor in a more positive light. Oh, well, you would. Yes. <laughs> Well, obviously. Yeah, we're going to reasons why Historia Augusta loves Claudius next week, but they love Claudius. Yeah. So to make him seem better, they paint Gallienus in a terrible light. Mm. So, yeah, so that's his bad crazy. All of it really quite obviously not true. It's a lie. Yeah. Um, and even the Historia Augusta admits that he was a very good poet and well-read. Oh. Yeah. So even they have to concede that, mm. and they hate him. So yeah, he was apparently... He's been the best poet in the world. <laughs> well, he was well-respected as being one of the best poets of his generation. Yeah. I'm guessing the poems were along the lines of, Oh, God. <laughs> this is horrible. Like some of the um, Siegfried Sassoon World War One poetry. Just talking about how bad it's full of death and... Probably, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good saying. He wrote lots of poetry that people yeah. liked. Um all those laws against Christianity that Valerian put into place, yeah. Gallienus repealed straight away. That's nice. He just went, you know what? Bit busy at the moment. Don't want to annoy the Christians. Have enough problems to deal with. Yeah, should we all just get along? So we allow Christians to be in his government again. And, uh, yeah. 
Well, so that stop links the into... internal strife. That seems quite sane to me. Yeah, well, it also links into, you know, if, if they can do the job, let them have the job. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, probium crazy. I'm well, it's about him with that as well, the, the fact that he put people in charge that could actually do the job rather than just because of their title. Yeah. Yes, that's that a good point as well. It? Yeah. So I, I'm thinking quite low here. He's not one. crazy. What are you giving the one for? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't think of a single thing. I'm going to give him zero as well. Yeah. Successes Ultimus. Two very clear-cut rounds. He was very fighty. He clearly wasn't crazy. <laughs> this one is very, very debatable. So let's let's debate. Bit of a change. I'm going to start with bad instead of good. He lost two thirds of the empire. He was hated by the Senate, <laughs> right. and therefore by all historians of the time. The fact that he did not go and avenge his father was hugely criticised as well. Yeah. Screw logic. Tactical <laughs> advantage. Yeah. Kill him. The Empire was like, and I'm quoting an, an anonymous source writing at the time here. Did they ask you to keep it anonymous? Yeah. you got to do a fake voice then. <laughs> Distort it. <laughs> the Empire was like an ill and rotting body in total confusion. Which I can only imagine if my body was ill and rotten, it would be confused. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not good. As you've rightly said, he lost two-thirds of the Empire. Just saying that makes you think, well, even Commodus didn't do that. That's true. But he but this it but you gotta think of it in context though. Well, let's go on, because yes we are in the lowest point <clears throat> in Roman history until the very end of the fall of the West. However Yay, sounds a good however. Let's face it, he showed a lot of determination. This yeah. wasn't He was trying his damnedest, wasn't he, to Yeah, this isn't like Gordian three losing two-thirds of the empire in which case we would completely ridicule him yeah he, he did not let it go easily he didn't give up against overwhelming odds he managed to survive for quite some time and all and it's it, he lost it because people had turned their back on him like they'd won something for him and they got well i'm the emperor now i'm i'm having this space now it's now mine mm. he yeah. couldn't help that yeah but he wasn't able to win it back either we didn't try he lost the east in actually, arguably, a very nice way. Yeah. Considering the, the Persians were about to take it, mm. and instead the Persians don't get it, amazingly, a new empire is created. Well, is, well and, Rome, Rome technically wins it back. Yeah. And then it just gets converted afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You could argue that he won the East back. Mm, he doesn't die. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He just just didn't lose it in a terrible way but to no. be honest nothing that happened in the east was to do with him it was all about Odin Arthas but you could argue that's tactical because he because he's then got a buffer between Persia and he's got a sword there that's well, that's true he didn't go to try and avenge the taking of his yeah. father which he could have done at the start yeah and that would have completely have changed it he would have lost the Persians probably would have taken the area yeah, yeah so. and this way if he'd have probably attacked Odin Odin Arthas Odin the Viking yeah. god um, <laughs> yeah. he'd have lost there probably as well quite possibly yeah so yeah. technically it's probably a good thing he didn't it's like you have it for a bit we'll get it back later on yeah yeah I mean, you it's... see it that way and you could almost argue the same with the uh, Gallic Empire yeah no longer needs to worry about the Franks and the Saxons that's the Gallic Empire's problem mm. So we can just... Let's focus on rebuilding our internal structure. Yeah. And then we'll take those mothers back. 
But he doesn't. No. He dies. He dies. Um, are we doing scores now? I have, not, I have my... Go score. on. What are you going to go for? Uh, two. You want to go and go for two? Successful fighty while scoring for fighty. For the Empire, it's the lowest point. You can't. I'm thinking even one. You can't get lower than this, if you think it objectively. But he successfully held it together for long enough. Yeah, but he's for always... some stability Wait. to come back. Why is it being held together? He's getting picked at the sides. It's like get, it's like a, it's like having a roast ham at Christmas and people just picking off a little bits of the sides. They go to one bit, sort of that, and another bit. And yeah, so he's not actually sorting it out. But no one came he's through the window things. and grabbed the whole ham and ran off with it. Yeah, but two people came and grabbed two thirds of it. <laughs> yeah, but you've still got your core ham. I just a bit with a bone in there that no one wants. <laughs> maybe we're stretching this mess. Yeah, maybe. Bit too maybe. Far. <laughs> um, um, I I can't give him more than. Th- Okay, you, you stay with two. two. I'm staying with two. I can't give him more than two. I, I'm I'm going to give him three. Okay. I'm a bit more impressed. Yeah, I am. So that is a five for successes, Ultimus. Image of Okay, what do you think you look like? Stressed. Stressed <laughs> and depressed. <laughs> yeah, holding a glass of wine or something. Um, I'm going to give him quite a... It's quite an alien-looking face. Give him short hair. I'll give him a little bit of a beard, but I, I kind of think he probably didn't have time to grow a beard and trim it, so he might not even have one. Um, and a big glass of wine at the side. <laughs> to ease the pain. Yeah. You know what? As weird as your drawing is, I don't think that's too far off what he looks like. Oh, he's got quite long hair, actually. Looks quite modern. Oh, he looks all right. <laughs> yeah. He looks yeah. very, very... Stressed. He doesn't know. He looks quite focused and. He does look focused. That's a good word. Looks intense, him. like an intense look. So I'm he's thinking, him. where do I go? Option yeah. one, two, three, four, or five. Which one am I going for? So he looks quite modern. He's got quite um, I can't say regular. He's got longish face. Got a Roman nose. He's got intense <laughs> staring eyes. You can see his brows brows furrowed a little bit. On one side, he's got quite longish hair. It's kind of floppy hair. The other one's a bit shorter, but he's got a beard. He's got almost like the Nero chin strap beard, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got that chin strap and a very short moustache, if there's even one there. Mm. Zoom in a little bit. Oh, yeah, no, there is a moustache there. It's just a very short moustache. Yeah, I'm quite impressed with how he looks. I, I think he looks quite empiric. empiric. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm going to go for eight. I'm not... I'm going to match that. I'm going to eat it as well. That impresses me. Ooh, she's just all by. That's nice. <laughs> Andy. And that is a total of four for Imagofacious. Temple completed. Okay, how long do you think he lasts? There's a lot of fighting, wasn't he? For... I think a good few years. I'm going to say it was ten years, probably a bit more. Well, there is a bit of contention on this. Because I've not been saying the junior emperors get to keep their years in office in their count recently mm. but I would argue Gallia Anus was definitely doing the job of an emperor from the moment he was made co-Augustus at no mm. point does he really come across as a junior emperor does he? No. No so I'm going to count all his years he was emperor joint and sole. I, mean, I like the way we're consistent with this podcast. Oh yeah it's, it's good isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's basically do they deserve to be counted in that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. From 253 to 268. Oh, wow. 15 whole years. Oh, my goodness. Which in the crisis is a lifetime. That really is. Yeah. 
So that is a respectable score for Tempo Completo of 1.9. That's pretty good. Oh, sorry, no, I misread that. 1.88. I forgot we got to two decimal places. But yeah, that's not bad. That's by far the best we've seen in quite that's some right. time. So, um... Let's find that as total score. 23, 27. So that's a final score of, well, it's respectable. That's not bad. 28.88. We scored a lot on Fighty, didn't we? He did score a lot, justifiably so, on Fighty. But question is, does he have it? I think we may involve some conversation here. Yeah. Do they have a certain je ne sais Okay. I'll let you start. <laughs> oh, definitely, yes. For two reasons. First reason, he did a lot of fighting. That's literally all he did. Yeah. And he won every single one. Also, yeah. he is the emperor at the lowest point of the empire. Yeah. And he's not awful. No. He's actually pretty damn good. Yeah. And that makes him interesting. He didn't score success. And he didn't score high success because he lost so much to the empire. But yeah, he was good at what he did. I I would argue he is more interesting and did more for the Empire than his father did, who scored oh, higher yeah. and got Genet Caesar. And I had to fight for him quite a bit. Yeah. But he's far better than his father. Yeah, he is. Although he scored lower, which is a shame. But mm. it's what happens when you lose two-thirds of an Empire. <laughs> yeah. You should have looked down... Have it all. should look down the edge of the sofa. Mm. Yeah. So are we saying yes? I'm, I definitely want to give it to him. Yeah, he I agree. is my favourite for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I've got to go back a long time since I've enjoyed researching an emperor as much as Gallienus. I just love the fact that every time he thought that he was finally getting to grips, <laughs> Roger comes along. With his post. <laughs> yeah, must have been so depressing. A little bit of news for you. <laughs> yeah, but rock bottom, here we are. Hmm. And there's only one way when you're at rock bottom. In the wise words of oh, what the band, The Only Way Is Up. The Only Way Is Up. Yeah, that song. That song. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't know who that is, but yeah, in those words, The Only Way Is Up. Mm. And uh, yeah, we've got two emperors that you've actually heard of. Yeah. Claudius, possibly just because he's got the same name as an emperor we've already done. Yep. Yep. And then followed, all sort Aurelian. of, Ooh. by... Aurelian or Aurelian. Now he's the one that Mike Duncan likes. He's Mike Duncan's favourite emperor, isn't he? One of Mike Duncan's favourite emperors. Duncan's yes. And uh, I'm that's all I'm gonna say because I'm okay. not going to spoil anything for you. Uh, but it's not him yet. We nope. do have actually two episodes to do before we get to Aurelian. Oh really? Yes, we have Claudius and someone else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But what we do need to do, I've amazed you've not got them already. We gave out a Genesis R. <gasps> so this is for Gallienus. Oh, this hasn't got a pull. Good sign. <laughs> so this is for Gallienus. Well done to you. You've definitely earned it. Ah, <laughs> oh, my eye! <laughs> my eye! It burns. I can't see anything. Oh, so smoky. <coughs> right. Well, well done, Gallienus. There we go. That's two in a row. What's that? I don't know what is that from. It's shrapnel from the popper. <laughs> yeah, two two in a row after a drought of a ridiculous amount of time. In the rainy season of of Jenny yeah, Very impressive. Okay, well, it's the end of our show. Mm. Or should I say, it's the end of one of our shows. Oh yes. Oh, it's exciting. Go on, announce it. We 
actually, shall we lower expectations first? Yeah, yeah. It's not about the Romans or history. No. <laughs> if you only listen to us because you like Romans and history, which is, I'm guessing, why all of you listen to us, <laughs> you might not find this very exciting. But if you happen to like Romans, history, and whiskey, Ooh. you might be excited about what we're about to announce, because... We are starting a new podcast. Whiskey Totalis Rankium. Imaginatively named. Yes. Yes. Uh, episodes won't be as long as this. They're probably about 20 minutes at the longest. Yeah, they're going to be... They might not be out every week. They're going to be easy and quick to make. <laughs> because I <laughs> yep. do not have time to do longer ones with this as well. Don't worry, we'll still definitely be doing Roman Emperor's Totalis Rankium oh, yeah. every week like we are now. But... Um, yeah, we just wanted to do something about whiskey because we both love whiskey. Yeah, both so, whiskey. Li- little companion podcast. So, look out for that if you're interested in whiskey. If you're not, well, go and listen to it anyway. Maybe you'll start liking whiskey. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Okay, and so. Uh, don't forget you can find us on Facebook, the Appetite Ranking page. We're also on Twitter. Please download us from Podbean and iTunes and Stitcher. And I think that's it. So. Check out our WordPress site. Yes, don't forget our WordPress site. Yes, and um, yes, so until next week. Goodbye. Oh, no, no, regular sign-off. Oh. Oh, it's New Year's Eve when this goes out. <gasps> oh. Yes, of course it is. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. In fact, try and listen to this so it hits midnight just as we pulled those poppers. Yes. <laughs> Make sure you do that for the authentic feel. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Goodbye. Goodbye.